course is a cyclical nature they took our resources and gave us biblical pages we took it for standard though we've been sitting for ages made us fear the ten commandments while just sinning courageous see life is a joke and we're living in this parody here sided with hope it makes us used to see this parody fit excuse the triple entendre but see this pirate is quit he doesn't speak for the powerless but the powerless ear welcome to the thinkaroo talks podcast the only place where conversations make you think get ready for this one yet another episode see you in there so guys welcome again to the thinkaroo talks podcast thank you so 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 much for your time and we've got yet another episode for you very excited about this one it's with my my, my brother jlol um i mean he he raps he sings he writes he writes songs um, he does spoken word poetry and he dances as well right um, in fact he calls himself a rhythmic poet um, we're going to talk about why he calls himself a rhythmic poet we also talk about um, why he doesn't or, or I guess the journey not to succumb to prevailing trends right so not doing something just because it's the thing to do in the moment um, he breaks down his commitment to excellence. So what, what, what does that even mean? mean you know, commitment to excellence. Uh, we're going to get into it in this one. Um, why it's important to stretch your capacity as an artist. And we look at the concept of creative license, right? Um, balancing external expectation uh, against personal artistic curiosity, which is essentially, you know, your fan base expecting you to come out with a particular sound and then you wanting to excavate the 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 inner depths of your own artistic potential um, he talks about trying to understand his audience through empathy and the flexibility that being in the startup phase allows um, in terms of you know perception management and you know playing around with your style your branding um, his experience playing at Longitude Festival and the the heartwarming reception and turnout from the crowd, as well as the level of respect and hospitability shown by the organizers. Um, why he's cautious about throwing around the word friend, uh, and then I mean his his appreciation for his friends, family, etc. You know anyone, as a matter of fact, that 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 has supported him on his journey from playing at open mic nights to you know huge festivals like longitude and, and electric picnic etc um experiencing people who want to associate with jlol uh, that might not have wanted to associate with jean-luc you know which is his first name uh, we also touch on the importance of critically evaluating the relationships in your life and taking personal time to regroup um and Look, guys, I think that was probably only in the first in, in the first segment. So we have a, a pretty robust conversation and I think you'll really enjoy it. So see you next time. And I hope to get your feedback on this one.
Okay, so welcome to the Thinkaroo Talks podcast. I'm here today with JLOL. What's going on? How's it going, man? Thanks good, for having good. me. Of course. So, guys, in the uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm going to tell you JLOL is my baby brother. Just in case you're you know you're wondering, even if you weren't wondering, it's kind of like a, a nice to know. Yeah. Fun fact. Fun fact, fun fact. So, um, there are a few things I want to talk about today, actually. But I suppose the the most obvious place to start is, how would you describe what you do? Mm. Well, I describe myself, or what I do. Well, I do, I make music. I Mm -hmm. make music professionally. Mm -hmm. But I make music with a purpose. Hmm. Or not only just expressing myself like everyone else who you know makes music or you know is interested in any other sort of art form or engaged in any sort of art I make music also to inspire others to enlighten others to voice my own opinions mm-hmm. to generate discussion to spark discussion also, to spark thoughts in people's minds of things that most people probably wouldn't think about or from an angle most people probably wouldn't. Hmm. And it's interesting though, so so taking taking all that into account, mm-hmm. how does one how does one describe you in like one one phrase? So I always struggle with this when someone asks me, well, yeah. you know, what does your brother do? Or I say, oh, my brother does music. They're like, well, what kind of music does he do? I'm always hesitant. And the reason I'm hesitant is because I, I feel like your, your, your sound is very um, dynamic. Mm. And I'm always conscious about, you know, pigeonholing you. Yeah. When I describe you or try to describe what you know your 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 art to somebody else. So for me the best phrase I can come up with is rhythmic poet. Yeah. And I mean that's perhaps not the most accurate description but it's certainly the the most accurate that I can think of at the moment. I mean until we revise something else. Yeah, Until we revise it revise and come up with, 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 with something um, even more accurate. Yeah, no, I do think I do think it's an accurate. It's just a fair description. But I, because obviously I know there is a stigma around when you call yourself a rapper these days, because of you know general misconceptions or not even just not even misconceptions really, just what is being portrayed. Hmm. Hmm. by the poster boys of the genre at the moment Hmm. or some of them so people kind of get turned off by the you know when you call yourself a rapper right but Mm -hmm. you know if you think of hip-hop and it's like hip-hop where it all originally it all began Mm -hmm. that's the way i that's the way i you know view myself when i call myself a rapper or a hip-hop artist 
right like in the true form so that's that's the school that you subscribe to but i mean even at that you you have your own take on it mm -hmm. so it's exactly. not just like well i'm going to go back to the classics and yeah. re reproduce all the that. boom bap beats and everything yeah and yeah not necessarily i mean <clears throat> in terms of back in the days it was your skill mm -hmm. that Make that you know that determined where you were in terms of stature or right like you notoriety, know, notoriety for, you know, for, for the hip-hop community mm -hmm. so that those are the kind of principles that i hold very close hold, hold very dear because you know i think what really differentiates hip-hop from all the other genres mm -hmm. is the art of rapping and the skill to manipulate words right to bend words to get your point across mm -hmm. with within a certain within a beat mm -hmm. on rhythm and all of the all of that all, all together is what makes hip-hop special and that's why i think that's when i think of hip-hop that's, that's what that's I think what comes about. to mind yeah but i know that's not the case for everyone else hmm. or a lot of people around I know that, but hmm. for me, that's what I think about when I think hip hop. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. So that 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 sounds to me like, or if I'm hearing you correctly, there is a certain um, commitment to excellence. I suppose you could say. Yeah. That, that that goes along with with you know making your the music that you make or even even your spoken word pieces mm -hmm. you know it's not just oh well i'm going to do this and i'm going to ride this wave or that wave there's 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 like a higher order commitment to to the the the, the mode of expression yes exactly you like i always i always want to do the best i can every time i write or every time i you know, every time I pick up a pen, metaphorically speaking, I don't write with you know pen and pad. Right. But, but every time I try, every time I write, I always try and do the best I can to get my point across the wittiest way possible. Hmm. So that commitment to excellence or that commitment to you know the quality mm -hmm. is what I. That's what I embody as a, you know, as an artist. But I mean, but why is that so? Why is that so important to you? Um, I guess one could say it's my my unique selling point. If that was the case, because hmm. there's a lot of a lot of artists these days don't really, you know, they don't really give a lot, or they don't put enough effort in because. You don't need to put too much effort in these days for, for <laughs> something to be minimum necessary a, force. Exactly, and you know, the whole the whole idea of oh, I just you just get an instrumental, mm. just talk, rap about whatever sounds cool, mm -hmm. and if, whatever flows well and flows nicely on the beat. Yeah, that's a plus. Mm. And put it out there. It could be it could be very well received. Mm -hmm. Just because of just because it sounds good, or right. because it's following, 
you know similar releases right whatever prevalent similar, trend exactly whatever trend is hmm. you know dominating the sound airwaves that's interesting though because surely i mean one would assume that it would be easy to succumb to that 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 way of operating mm. i mean how, how how do you how do you decide well here's a prevailing trend mm-hmm. but here's a sound that works because i mean you i mean things are going pretty well for you at the moment and it's been like a it's been a steady trajectory yeah. you know like it's following a an upward progression yeah right but you could still say i mean one way of looking at it is you're still in your startup phase definitely right and i suppose in the startup phase a lot of people or it would be easy to assume that an individual an artist in that phase is looking for the most expedient means possible to accelerate Mm. their growth Mm. so why or or what is it that allows you to i guess overlook what seems expedient right in favor of you know i guess the higher order value that Mm. you attach to what you're doing i mean why not just want to just do something now that 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 sounds you know really good in you yeah. know relative to whatever whatever is the is the dominant trend of the moment and and you know accelerate the process um i think how i look at it is whatever i like i like to make what i like to listen to mm-hmm. but not all the time I like to make what I'd like to hear myself on or mm-hmm. if I know it'd be fun to, you know, try something new or try something that isn't really, my, isn't really, I don't know, I can't really say it isn't really my style because then if I try it, then maybe it becomes my style. Right. So I just try to, I try to make what I like mm-hmm. and, and that's, irrespective of whether or not it's trending at mm-hmm. the moment in terms of sound now mm-hmm. like I, I really like so, like I really I really like listening to a lot of hard hitting beats hard hitting trap beats okay I find them very like I've you know I find it very um, interesting to or I find it's a lot of fun to write to those kind of instruments right 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 so I think what the difference is, is the content or the subject matter over the sound of it. Hmm. <clears throat> because you can, you know, you can try a lot of things. You can try everything as an artist. You always want to try as many things or try your hand as many things as you can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to educate your musical ear, educate your, you know, just... I mean, push the boundaries of, exactly. of, 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 you know, of what <laughs> to push your own capacity, stretch your capacity. Yes. Right? Yeah, Within exactly. the range of like, per- what is permissible. Exactly. For you without, I guess, going off a cliff. Would I be right in saying that? I mean. Mm, 
yes, you will be here, but I think you you know you also have creative license mm-hmm. to that everything is permissible to try, and it's about you know taking it within your stride and adding your own you know taking it under your wing and adding your own spin on it putting mm. yourself into it Do you know yeah no i mean that's that's a good way of that's a good way of putting it i suppose i meant permissible as it pertains to what you would like to do mm. right it's always a range exactly. of permissibility yeah, yeah. Well, Gee, then, i don't yeah. even know if that's <laughs> that <laughs> even a word. A word but whatever it worked <laughs> yeah. um that, that that's interesting then but do you do you do you ever find yourself in a matrix of well here's what people may expect mm. me to do but i want to try you know i want to try and stretch my capacity in you know another way and is there maybe a risk of well in in doing that Mm. of um, leaving certain listeners dissatisfied Mm. based on what they've been used to getting and if so how 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 do you navigate how do you navigate that because surely the listeners the listeners are important as well yeah but then you also have to balance their importance against I guess the, the the artistic curiosity Mm. Your your personal artistic curiosity. Yeah. What, what, what can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like what 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 is that like? See, that's um, you're that's something I'm always faced with, and I'm sure that everyone else, like other artists, are faced with a similar situation or similar issues as well. So how I deal with, it, to be honest, at the moment I'm still trying to kind of. I'm trying I'm trying to put I'm trying to understand my fan base or my listeners hmm. you know so I want to know if they like to listen to me because I'm doing or because I my songs sound a certain way or if they like to listen to me because of what I'm saying in my songs and or if it's both because it easily could be both Hmm. And then in that case, then you have to find a balance between what do these people want to hear from me, what do I want to do, and then what what kind of what do these people want to hear from me, what do I want to do, and also what am I gonna do that reconciles both? Right, and I mean that's no, that's no easy task no right because it it, it it requires paying a great deal of attention of course to, to yourself mm-hmm. to to the listeners you know to even to even establish okay well this is what i think people want to hear versus this is what i think i want to do yeah because i suppose it might be easy to Maybe get a sense that well, people want a certain sound, sound and and then I I suppose one could then hmm, one could then make themselves believe that 
No, that's the case. That's, that's what they want to do as yeah. well. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm expressing mm. that correctly. Yeah, no, you are, you are, <clears throat> and that's what you always, you're always trying to find your sound and identify your own needs as an artist and wants. Mm. And so, it's really, it's really difficult sometimes to find a balance. Mm -hmm. But it's very necessary at the same time. Because as much as you're making music that you like mm -hmm. and music that you want to you want to listen to, mm -hmm. you're also not making music for yourself. Right. Only only for yourself to listen to. Right. So you have to write with us or make music or compose with a certain level of empathy and understanding of your fan base. Right, right. And that's 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 a, that's a actually mm -hmm. very good choice of words there. Yeah, uh, empathy for the fan base. The I fan think base. I think that captures, but also captures with opportunity it. to discover a new fan base. Right. So it's it it's essentially it's it's you're constantly on the edge. I mean, Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. You know, kind of chaos and order. Mm. So order being order being what you what you know and the sound that you've, I guess people are accustomed to, mm. right? And then chaos being what you're trying to venture into. You know, when you're playing with a new, a new style, mm -hmm. right? Or you know, I'm gonna try this new flow or I'm gonna try perhaps manipulating my message in a way that I haven't perhaps done before. Mm -hmm. And I guess the fulfillment comes from treading that that fine line in between those two, those two points. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Right? Definitely. Do you think that... Um, I mean, surely that's what makes it fulfilling, right? So pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. While also, I guess, staying firmly rooted in in the the values or the attitude that has gotten you to this point, you know, with with the music, you know, in in your career so far. Yeah, it is definitely what makes it fulfilling. Though. You always you. F you always feel good when you're able to push yourself successfully, you know, or when you're able to find the perfect marriage between what you, what you're expected to do and something new that you want to try. Hmm. And when it's accepted or when it's received well, that's even, that even feels, a, feels a whole lot better as well. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very unique kind of, it's a unique situation in the sense that you can go from, you can go from being branded or not being branded, being perceived as mm -hmm. a certain type of artist who does a certain type of thing. Mm -hmm. And then that can be completely like that can change completely with one release 
because you know of something that people no people aren't expecting or don't expect you to like they don't expect you to come up with something like that or go on or make music on that type of instrumental or mm-hmm. talk about that kind of thing or that certain subject so it you know it's very interesting and that's what I love about it really that's one of the many things I love about it yeah I mean it's interesting though because <laughs> I, I suppose it's in this startup phase that you have that extra bit of flexibility mm. you know to play around with your like the different perceptions of of your work mm, exactly. right and i suppose for more established artists they're perhaps perhaps their image building is already complete mm. and then when when a certain artist who is already established under a certain mold tries to do something I, I guess, you know, push, expand their own capacity. It can be taken, it, it can be seen as, well, this person is, you know, selling out or, mm. you know, I mean, there can be a negative mm-hmm. or, or maybe a harsher reaction True. to that. Of course, because when people aren't really familiar with you, who you present yourself to be is all they know you as. They don't know you, about, they don't know your you know your your all the baggage that comes with being you or your history hmm. so to speak so you can reinvent yourself in front of a new person every time and it and also when you have a fan base or when you have a group of listeners and whatever you're doing or people who support you and you do something else that they probably that's probably not the reason why they're supporting you could be anything but we'll speak in music terms now the senses are shocked regardless of how big how big or small the fan base is the only difference is with the larger artists more senses are shocked you know because more people more people have more people know about them more people are familiar with their work so that's the privilege you kind of have yeah yeah <coughs> just being being in the phase that you're at now yeah at the moment and I mean you've played you recently played at Longitude yeah what was that experience like oh it was crazy it was really it was unexpected unexpected would be how I how, how I'd describe it really because the way the festival was set up and the way the stages were set up I wasn't expecting the turnout that I got so it was just it was very heartwarming also hmm. knowing that that many people paid attention to the minor promo that I was doing well oh, come to the lifestyle sports stage 345 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and showed up at that time just waiting for me to get on stage so that was great the reception throughout was great and it you know that kind of you can only repay that kind of loyalty by doing the best that you can right you know, on stage, off stage, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah, that was, a, it was an amazing experience, even getting to just, you know, being treated like an important, like being treated, like being respected as an artist, 
right by you know institutions or people that probably wouldn't have treated you that way or respected you respected you that way previously mm-hmm. or like a year ago it's it was great right so it, it i mean great. it must from your perspective it must be very um i guess it's almost like a validation of of the good work that you continue to do mm. you know and some will say well you don't need external validation but i mean um and everyone wants to be recognized of course work, you know it's motivation motivational yeah yeah and, and and i mean that makes that makes sense and i mean now that things are sort of you know moving moving upward mm-hmm. tell me about friendships um. and your experience <laughs> with friendships or i mean i guess throughout this journey mm. so from the beginning to where you are now yeah you know have, is there anything that stands out to you any any lessons you've learned about you know friendships or you know acquaintances people you've mm. come across mm. nowadays i'm very cautious who i call a friend and it's not even the only because of it's not because of music really just life in general so in terms of friendships i still have the same friends because i think in life you only get a few good friends hmm at a time anyway right 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 you know? yeah yeah i get what you mean so at mo- like i've met a lot i'm i'm not one of those people who's like oh no new friends right because or, i mean because you can you know it doesn't matter when you meet someone it's the experience you have with them absolutely you know so i always i'm always very appreciative of everyone who's supported me and my friends have been my actual friends mm-hmm. have been very supportive from the get go mm-hmm. you know my family members obviously you know and um, so i'm very su- appreciative of everyone i have in my life that i care about personally right you know and people who care about me personally also so the experience of it's just great to see like it's refreshing to see the same people who were supporting me when i was doing open mics right in random pubs right supporting me when i'm you know on stage at longitude or on stage somewhere else or today even just releasing music today mm-hmm. still the mm-hmm. same faces still the mm-hmm. same people and that's just great to see you know so that's the main thing i've noticed is that you only you only get a couple of good friends at a time and what 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 is it that led you to that i mean to this conclusion mm because i mean there are a lot of people who will tell you that the whole world and their brother is their friend yeah you know could it be that some people use the word a little too loosely of course absolutely i think people just throw that throw the word around and <clears throat> you know sometimes i think everyone's guilty 
guilty of that but you know deep down in your heart if ever if you were to make a list of your true friends mm-hmm. like people who you know you can be you're absolutely comfortable with being yourself mm-hmm. around of course other people argue that you, there's different versions of yourself which, uh, which, is, which, which is, true. is true which is true it's true but I guess uh, well yeah that's true also but I think everyone has a short list of true friends not everyone has the same thousand friends that they have on Facebook in real life right right so, that's and also just what made me come to the conclusion um, just experiences with people over the years you know you meet a lot of fake people me a lot of disingenuous people. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I can, I can. Honestly, that I'm, resonates. That resonates deeply with me. Of course, I'm with, with everyone, because there's also people who. The main thing I've noticed is people who wouldn't, who are only trying to be close to you because maybe it's cool to be close to you now, right? Or it's cool <laughs> to be your friend now. Right. Who maybe two years ago wouldn't have wanted to associate with me just for my, just for being, just for me as Jean-Luc. Right, right. And, and, I mean, one would assume that it must, like it must be, you could easily get carried away, right, by the attention that you get from certain people, uh, even, even though you might, even though their intentions or their motives might be in question, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, it can sometimes be um, self-reinforcing mm. or, I mean, how do you, how do you not succumb to that? Um, I think it's, uh, it's a lot of, it sounds cliche, but it's a lot of soul searching. <laughs> yeah. oh, you need to you need to really just understand and be able to call a spade a spade. Be hmm. objective with yourself, and when you're and be very true to your judgments. And just and just I guess critically evaluate situations and exactly. people, and, and <coughs> instead of having these romantic notions, mm. you know that that. That, that could be naive mm. and that could could I guess send you down the wrong path exactly you know I often I, I've come across people who they they tend to allow themselves to be you know just taken advantage of by mm. so-called so-called friends, friends. Mm. and you know that's not to say um, well I can't be taken advantage of and I I've never been taken. In fact, I have been. Mm. <laughs> so I know exactly what that's like. Um, but it, I guess we we like deep down, people just want to feel like they have, like they're they're in connection with other yeah, people. Exactly. And I suppose, on account of that, mm. you know, you can you can understand why some people might be willfully. Um, willfully blind mm. or you know for the warmth of it all yeah 
because I mean having this well <laughs> not for me personally but you could say for for a person mm. having this not so not so straightforward person it's not so straightforward person that I can you know go out with or you know go on FaceTime with whatever is better than having no one exactly whereas I mean my view would be it's better to have no, no one, one than, than, have than to have some you know e- exactly around you yeah not definitely not because you only me. lose really like yeah. you lose in the end in the long run yeah at some point yeah well like one, one, one way <laughs> one or another. another and I also think that personal um, like self company is underrated mm. you know I mean I think it's very it's very crucial that it's crucial for people to be able to spend time with themselves yeah just by themselves away from you know external voices mm. even just to to I guess to regroup to regroup and to, to you know to refuel yeah um, it, I guess a lot of people don't it's just that it comes back to that that, that the connection thing mm. people just want to feel connected yeah yes there's you know there's introverts and there's extroverts there's ambiverts so more some people might just find they're you know they enjoy themselves more they feel a bit maybe even freer mentally around other people oh yeah that i mean without that's that's the whole Mm. that that's the whole premise of you know um that temperament you know yeah being extroverted um but but even even at that i do think that i do think that even extroverts you know could benefit from taking stock within themselves yeah you know because i often i found historically and this is just on a personal note that in 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 being part of a group Mm. there's almost like a false consciousness that develops Mm -hmm. you know it's almost like this sort of group think and this is not and i'm it's not to say that you know should never be in a group or that i mean some if you're with a group of people that you deeply care about, <coughs> it can be one of the most enjoyable things, mm-hmm. ways to spend your time. But there's also, you can also be in like a, 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 a group that is, you can also be in a group setting whereby be the, the, your mere presence within that group is, I mean, doesn't really have a positive effect on your, personal disposition oh yeah I, I see what you're talking about yeah, you know yeah I think that also comes down to, to the whole you know who you are and who you present yourself to be thing also uh, who who you present yourself to be might be aligned with who you think it's acceptable to be in, in front of a certain group of people or a person or in a certain setting and it might not be, I don't know, how you want to, you might not be, like, you might hold certain parts of yourself back because, you, 
you're scared you you know you're not you're unsure of the reception yeah yeah and it's interesting because i think we, we we do that a lot unconsciously anyway like you kind of intuitively know well hmm, while i'm with this group i'm here's what i'm going to scale back mm. you know here's what i'm going to bring to the fore um you know sometimes we do it consciously as well yeah right um it's 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 an interesting it's it's hmm, it's an interesting means of navigation but but it's so crucial right i, I suppose that's social intelligence, social intelligence right yeah. but i but people should probably be i i i'm of the opinion that people shouldn't be afraid to critically evaluate the people around them Absolutely. even 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 <coughs> the clo- the people closest to them mm. because i mean there was a word you used er- earlier which was empathy yeah and it's really just well you know if i say this is somebody that i care care for you know empathy would probably go a long way in making sure that i honor the relationship in the way that i want mm-hmm. so hmm, when i spoke to them this morning hmm how might my, my tone have affected them yeah. um or when they were trying to express a certain thing was i as receptive as i could have been what might the effect have been so when i say like critically evaluate it's not necessarily like a scathing analysis yeah, of yeah, hmm, yeah. this person is an, you know this person is an <laughs> asshole yeah, I, I don't like that yeah yeah no i mean it could even just be um just having like a, a, a deliberate approach to to relationships you know whether it's your whether it's your siblings or your you know parents or friends or even an intimate relationship mm. um i think it's very important to have you know to be to be deliberate and critically evaluate the i guess the working norms of those different relationships yeah no definitely i i definitely agree with that you do you know and also if you do yeah you have to be you have to you have to treat everyone with respect as well as you know helping them to become better versions of themselves or helping so that all, that all ties into the whole critical evaluation thing it's not only as you say not not scathing analysis yeah. but also ways to approach people and also if you like if you meet someone on a bad day acknowledge that they're having a bad day and treat them a certain way yeah i mean so as not to exacerbate the problem the problem exactly right you know to ease them so i think that yeah it's a very dynamic approach to things or to relationships yeah i i think it's a very like it's a very important way to handle them because i mean if you don't critically evaluate your closest relationships well then you can't really well then you're prone to i guess shock and surprise like oh my goodness i can't believe this happened mm. and you know let me take it with say intimate relationships well i can't believe they did this or i can't believe you know they would say that and well well you know perhaps if you've been a bit more deliberate and had a directed yeah. conversation right you, mm. you 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 might have 
you might have been preemptive, you know, towards addressing some of these future issues so that when you come to that point, well, you've already thought it through. You already have systems and processes in place mm. to deal with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, definitely. And um, hmm. I, I, I want to go back to... I want to go back to just performing. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so, I mean, you, we're, we were just talking about longitude. Yep. Um, how do you... So you get on stage, and I've been to I've, you know I've been to majority of your perform live performances. Yeah. Um, and you have a certain, you know, a certain confidence that 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 you you emit while you're on stage. Mm. In fact, it's almost like when you're on stage, it's a different person altogether. For for most people doing anything in public even just mm. speaking let alone you know performing a, a musical piece yeah. I mean, it's it's a very daunting very very daunting task yeah and you know you do it so grace gracefully thank you how, how what 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 has that process been like because i mean i remember being at your very first performance at, at the Bellow Bar. Mm. I mean, even even then, relative uh, to where you were, I mean, given that that was your very first live performance, mm. you know, um, you handled it really well. How do you, how do you, I guess, in layman's terms, how do you get around the nerves? Because it's not easy to be in front of a group of people speaking or or or, or, or performing or dancing. I mean mm. because you speak to the crowd and then you go ahead and you you know, you perform the song and then you might dance and it, it, a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that. And how how do you what what like what are the nerves like? I mean, just before you go on <coughs> say a longitude or yeah. or you played electric picnic last year. Uh, body and soul and what is that process like for you mentally um with performing the actual like the nerves that come with that aren't with the actual performance it's more things that are out of your control like it might be turnout hmm. or you'd be worried about the sound Mm. Or if you're playing with a band, you might be a bit, you know, if, if someone isn't really, if someone isn't very well rehearsed, you might be thinking, oh, I hope this person doesn't mess up here, or forget their chords here. Mm. I mean, so those are the kind of things you'd be a bit nervous about. Mm. Well, me personally, so going on stage myself and I'm not nervous to perform. It's all, I'm only a bit, I don't want to yeah, maybe a bit nervous about the things that are out of my control. Like the performance, that's on me. Interesting. Uh, that's a, that's an interesting way of looking at it. But then, where does that, where does that confidence come from? Hmm. You know, where does that confidence come from? I think it's a matter of 
transporting yourself to who you aspire or to a place you aspire to be mentally or and then I say that I mean when you're on stage it's like an opportunity it's like if you're a football player mm-hmm. you know everything and uh, you're when you're training or whatever you do in training that's all fine that's improving yourself but then it's on on match day match you have day, to show up that's when you have to show because that's what counts you know people won't call you world class based off what you do in training Hmm, hmm, hmm. So, so for you then this it's like now is the time hmm. well, what I'm getting from that is you put in the work behind, behind the, scenes, the scenes then on the day I mean that's where the confidence comes from then. exactly it's, from the work that you put in and you know it before I go out before I perform physically I've already gone through that performance hmm. or lived through that situation thousand times over in my head or in my dreams or whatever right but right so, right and i know it's every chance i get to imp- to perform mm-hmm. is another chance to impress mm-hmm. and another chance to influence and incubate me to where i want to be where i need to be as right a, as an artist or as a performer <clears throat> so i'm confident because i know that it sounds weird and it sounds like I'm not really answering the question, but I'm confident because I know that I need to perform well. And that's very, that you know, that's probably not what most people would expect to hear. But right. in a weird way, knowing that I need to do it, I, like I work well under pressure. I know okay, that about that's, myself. That's interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like, well, there is no, there is no, there is no situation in which I don't show up and give, and I guess, someone my best self during this performance. Exactly. Right? There's no, like, that's not an option. Exactly. Like, there's mm-hmm. other variables. Like, oh, for the show, there might be, um, oh, how many people are in this crowd? Or are the crowd enjoying my music or my set? That's fine. Those kind of things. So, the confidence that you exude on stage is a byproduct of the work that you've done behind the scenes. And as a result, this is basically... Basically, your 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 time under the spotlight to, to to validate all the work that you've been you've been putting into mm-hmm. in, in, in into this 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 whole process. Yeah. So it's because I know that I've you know I've been in this situation you know countless number of times in my head. That's why I'm so confident of how I'm going myself or how my performance is going to influence the outcome. Hmm. You know, because everything is done to, I do everything the best that I can. Mm-hmm. I know with that, whatever else happens or whatever other variables 
that influence the outcome out of my hands. Yeah, that makes sense. I can only take control of, you know, of of the stuff that you can actually influence. influence. Exactly. Right. That 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 makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. The conversation, I I feel like we can take it in a few different directions. Mm -hmm. I'm also conscious of the time here. Yeah. Um. So I think, I think, what might be best, might be best that we we do a second episode mm. you know whenever it suits just to because there are a few other things i want to touch on mm. but i guess before hmm, before we round up i have a few questions i want to ask i guess some like rapid fire questions all right um so the first one is um based on your journey so far yeah what is one thing you know to be real or 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 true or important one thing i know to be true is the hard work pays off absolutely and you with you know competence always prevails hmm. that's one thing i know to be true hmm. just from my own experience and i because I, I remember i remember even coming to you a few times expressing my frustrations hmm. at the way Things were moving, mm-hmm. things were going, and then some time later, after being, you know, persistently patient mm-hmm. and working away, work, working away at Mike, like, you know, trying to improve myself and doing everything that I can to, again, influence the outcome of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> those same things that I, those same external factors that I complained about begin to work in my favor that's interesting so it's almost like I guess some people will say it's luck but then you have to be you have to have a certain level of competence in order to avail of you know certain extraneous factors working in your favor yes right I mean if you're not if you don't have the necessary competence I mean well well this is this I, I can think of some art like I can think of some artists or indeed just regular people who may not have had that level of comp a certain the desired level of competence and have actually benefited from you know from from externalities but but I, I guess it, your best bet is to build competence yes right <laughs> instead of hoping that you know you 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 avail of you're you're lucky lucky enough for for you know externalities to converge in your favor exactly yeah. the main thing we to, to work to keep working hard because those people who don't have a level of competence but have still achieved immeasurable success are a testament to that because they they definitely worked hard to get where they were or to receive that kind of luck to the point that competence didn't even matter for them so while that's a possibility or while that's possible you yeah it's right best to set yourself up for both, yeah you know, for yeah both yeah. ways yeah i mean yeah. i suppose you have to have some level of competence i mean it's like um if you're not you don't get to become a successful business person mm. without having some like some form of business acumen 
Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Okay, so. okay. That makes sense. Um, second question is, what what is one thing you would ask the listeners to make them think about things or or a thing differently? What would I ask the listeners to make them think about things differently? Hmm. I'd ask everyone to ask themselves if they if they believed they were doing everything in their power to influence the outcome of their own situations. Absolutely everything in their power. So the question is, are you doing absolutely everything in your power to influence uh, the, the outcomes in your life? Yes. Right, as opposed to uh, submitting to hidden forces, mm-hmm. right, as an explanation for or going with the flow, why things are the way they are, or or yeah, yes, but which is essentially that, right? It's yeah. you know, it's just gonna happen when it happens, or mm-hmm. sure, what can you do? Yeah, sure, what can you do? Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> and then um, let's see, what is. What is one thing that you would like the listeners to know about you that perhaps, I mean, even though they might have heard your music, I may have listened to certain other interviews you've done. Mm. What is one thing that you would like them to know about you that, you know, they perhaps haven't gotten a chance to? Hmm. Uh, it's interesting though because don't feel under pressure to say because you could it could also be that they know all they need to know at this point in time in that you as an individual are still you know growing and changing and you know yeah so exactly I, I you know even a few months ago when we even spoke to now I'm such a like I I'm, I look at things a lot differently like, or certain things yeah a lot right. differently now so I think to if you, for something they should know about me is that I always like my music is always an extension of myself or my of my feelings my opinions etc so everything that I everything that I am I put in my music in we'll say sizable amounts so mm. you don't get every every part of me in every song right but i guess spread over spread over a number, a, a number of songs. songs there's like a bit of you in each of yeah, exactly. well, well different facets of your character, of my character exactly right right so yes that's something you should know hmm. Hmm. one more is how do you deal with writer's block ah. for any for any aspiring <laughs> artists out there or even some of your peers Man, that's that's one thing I don't even know. I don't do. I don't like. I don't know how to deal with writer's block. I guess how I kind of get up, get over it. To be honest, I don't know if this is why I get over it. But every time I have writer's block, I always try and write through it until it clicks. And when you have writer's block, most times it doesn't click until it does. And then hmm. when it does, hmm. then you can you can then say, okay, I don't have writer's block anymore hmm. at the moment. And make the most of the time when you don't, because most of the time, well, no, no, I most of the time when I'm in, you know, when college is back on, 
words and all that kind of stuff you do I have more writer's block most of the time hmm. but then when my when I'm a bit freer when I have less on my plate hmm. and I can just f- focus on music or my health and stuff like that right it keeps my juices flowing right you know everywhere my brain everywhere you know, physically so my advice just be keep trying until you, until it works again right right so don't just i suppose hmm. it there there's value in just <coughs> biting the bullet exactly and just you know what i'm just going to keep writing until i write something that makes some sort of sense yeah, or you it's a very because low resolution way of expressing it but i'm going to keep you know i'm going to keep at this yeah. until it starts to flow yeah because writer's block is a very difficult thing to deal with because you you're faced with a lot of thoughts and just you know thoughts disbelief in yourself you start questioning your own competency hmm. your own competence so it's just important to know that you have writer's block and know that it is just writer's block hmm. and not to let that experience overwrite everything that you've done previously right or you've successfully you know put into words previously so yeah writer's block is a very tricky it's a very tricky one <laughs> yeah it's very, very very well very well answered Anyway, in the interest of time, mm. um, I think, I mean, there's a few other places that I want to get to, but I, I'm yeah, afraid we can always do another. Yeah, we'll be here all night because there's, <laughs> there, are, there are a few things that the more we talk, the more I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but look, thanks for coming on the show, bro. Ah, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, Keep up the good work. I'm extremely proud of you. Thank you. Man. And um, you too. Yeah, let's get cracking. Mm-hmm. You know, until we do the next one. Until the next time. Go on. This has been yet another episode of the Thinkaroo Talks podcast, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this one. See you next time. Have a great day. I run the